Just watched the Socceroos qualify for the World Cup, which was always great. Just a quick note of the audio quality on this one. My mic doesn't seem to have worked. I had no idea because everything was the exact same on my end. But now that I'm listening back, it's clear that my mic didn't work. Massive apologies for the audio quality. You can hear things like me, like just moving around and my phone buzzing and things like that, which normally you can't hear. So whatever deal with it but yeah so sorry about that not up to our usual standards but should still be fine for your ears hello and welcome to the yarrow jets podcast a podcast for anyone who has a family member who is pashed archie thompson more on that later (laughs) before we begin like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we record this podcast and play our football and work and play and generally walk around and exist in and those are the lands of the Wurundjeri people. As always sovereignty has never been ceded and it always was always will be Aboriginal land. So today on this podcast my name is Taryn I will be your host joining me as always, Fiona Dutchie Holland. Dutchie, what's, what's going on? What's the word? What's the haps? Well, it's been a public holiday today, so we're all pretty chilled out. You know, long weekend. That's all, really. Happy to be here. <laughs> pretty relaxed, pretty zen. Pretty chill. Now, joining us as a guest today, we are extremely lucky to have Rocket on the podcast. Now, Rocket. Uh, I'm going to tell people a few facts about you. So the first fact is that you grew up in Warwell. Yes, yeah, that's right. We love, yeah. we love a country gal. And the second fact about you is that you do have a family member who has pushed Archie Thompson. Uh, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> please elaborate for the people. Oh, this was before he was a Socceroo. So many years ago at... Uh... New Year's, you know, us country people went to Phillip Island for New Year's all the time. Um, My sister and I went with our separate groups of friends, but, you know, you see each other. And um, Archie Thompson was playing for uh, Morwell Falcons, who were in the National League. And um, (laughs) my sister just happened to meet him there, (laughs) had a little patch with him. such a good story and it, it's funnier because this was like pre-fame as well which <laughs> just that makes it that makes it amazing so uh well we, we can only aspire to to be on that level 
<laughs> on that note, let's jump right into the games for this week. So we had two games this week. Uh, we'll start in chronological order. So we'll start with the State 3 game. That was against Banuel. Now, when we previewed this game last week, uh, it's better to see Dashi and I were maybe slightly uh, cynical about what would occur. And look, we were correct about the results. But I'm told that it was a good time and it, and it wasn't that bad. Dutchie, talk us through it. Well, Rocket can help me out with this one as well. But, uh, yeah, so I was a little bit nervous before the game. I'm nervous every week, as you've probably come to learn. Um, but probably more so, you know, we knew we probably weren't going to win. But you always, well, you know, look, I knew we weren't going to win, but I was trying to play the game to go, oh, you never know. You know, it is a long weekend. People go away. They might not have their best players. Um, so got got to the ground early and uh, got to the change rooms and there were a few, I guess the first thing that happened was Nia or Swervy, our amazing central defender, um, had to return to Adelaide for the, for the long weekend, which was a pre-planned trip. Um, so we knew she wasn't going to be there, but Nia does a lot for the club and makes things function. So we're like, she'd given us a list of things to do, like we, someone had money for the ref, you know, someone was printing out their team sheet. The kit was locked in a cupboard somewhere with the match balls and she'd given all these instructions and we got there and we're like, oh, where's the kit? Who's got the key? Our change room was, wasn't, um, wasn't unlocked. There are all these dramas, but we got it all sorted. So we'll find without you, Nia, just so you know. And then uh, the game started and we were all getting out there and they didn't have any subs, we noticed. Did you know this, Rocket? Uh, I thought they had one sub, but... I did look over and see that they didn't have any subs. Yeah, and at one point someone did go off. Um, so they played with 10 players for a fair chunk of the match as well that I had no idea about. Look, they scored their first goal. I think it was in the first five or ten minutes, Rocket. It was, um, you know, I think going into the game, I'm like, well, I'm a central defender. Didn't really, you know, we, we had, we've got some backup central defenders to replace Swervy, and they did a marvellous job, absolutely marvellous job. Um but the first goal was, you know, you go in there thinking, how am I going to stop these players? There's rumours that some of them are ex-NPL players. What are we going to do? And I'm like, I'm just going to jockey. I'm just going to try and jockey them and slow them down. Anyway, the first goal was scored because someone turned on me and just went straight around me, like jockeying clearly wasn't going to work. So I was like, oh, shit, there's the first goal. Like, this is just going to be horrendous. And I tried to you know, work out how many goals they could score in a half and how many we were going to try and hold them to in my head to try and work on things. So I think in the first half they scored six goals um, and apparently they played with 10 players when three of those goals were scored is what I got told after the match. I don't know if you knew that, Rocket. Um, no. Yeah, so we went into halftime. We were like, you know, I'd kind of lost count. I thought maybe five goals had been scored. Apparently it was six. And uh, in the change rooms, I don't know, spirits were okay. Uh, we're like, okay, well, let's just go out in the second half, keep doing what we're doing and see what we can do. And they only scored one goal in the second half. So we uh, we lost 7-0, which is better than what Clifton Hill were able to do against them. Clifton Hill lost 8-0. Um, so we were, like, really proud of our efforts. Um Rocket, you can add more, but I know like just the second half was a bit of a, um, it was a bit more relaxed, like Gertie it, as goalkeeper was kind of, you know, relaxing us all a bit, cracking some jokes. We probably almost scored more goals for them in the second half than they scored for themselves. So I think I had a header. I don't know if it was off a corner or what it was, but a header yeah. that went straight into Gertie's arms. Thank God. I think Ash. Header from the corner. 
Yeah. Ash did something that almost scored a goal and someone else almost scored a goal. And Sam. Sam, Sam um, okay. got one in the in the in the guts <laughs> and went down, but but Gertie got it. <laughs> Gertie and it was just... this this story to me after the game of of of, uh, of Sam getting one in the guts and the way Gertie recounted it and what I've heard from the ground is that Gertie was giggling for a good 10 minutes. Like it hit Sam in the guts and she just slowly like went down and was like, no, as like she was winded, said something like, I'm going down and just collapsed. And um, I don't think Gertie recovered. It was pretty funny. The other thing of note was how many shots they took that just missed. Like they would have to be the unluckiest team going around at the moment. Like I don't know how many hit the bar, the top bar. Um, some just missed the corner by, you know, centimetres and some just like hit the hit the crossbar and then landed right on Gertie's chest. It was so funny. And I was just like at the end, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are so unlucky. And they didn't see the funny side of it. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's not really a compliment, is it? I probably shouldn't say that. Like they should have, the amount of shots they had on goal that we just got lucky that they didn't score and the amount that we all almost scored for them, it could have been 10 or 14 nil. It wasn't. So we were we were happy with 7 nil. Yeah. What else we, do you we think, played, We played okay. I think when we started the match, we were all like, oh, this is just going to be, we're going to get smashed. And I think after maybe, look, the first 20 minutes or so, I think we settled into the match. And in the second half, like, I just think we we held our own against them. Yep. But we, we were playing passes, we were making yep. space. And I think the other thing that was really impressive to see, like their midfielders were just coming down and, and they always bring it down on the wings and then cross it in. Or not always, but that happened quite often. And we started to predict it a little bit better, I think, that they were going to cross it in and made sure all of those midfielders that were coming down were covered. Um, I think what happened every time they scored a goal, we're kind of like, okay, what happened there? We'll make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, I thought the team did really well, like a really good effort. So our coach thinks when we play them away, they better watch out because we're coming. So we'll see what we can do in a eight or nine rounds, whatever it is. That would be a turn up for the books if you manage to uh, reverse <laughs> the, the that other. So as far as rumours and gossip go, because um, I was like, I'm like, who are, where is this team come from? You know, Banyul, they're beating everybody. Um, the rumour got bigger and bigger throughout the game as to how many ex-NPL or VPL players. So at the end, they were saying there's five on the team that are like VPL players. And I'm like, surely not. So I don't know. The rumours were just flying around. Um, what I did find out, because their captain, Michelle, I think her name was, um, we rocket and I before the game said, Oh, we recognize her. We've played her somewhere before. And um, so I, I was actually captain for the game and I said, Oh, where where have I seen you? Like we've played we've played you before. And she's like, Oh, yeah, I've been around. I used to play for Watsonia and then she played for Eltham. But I think we play we've played Watsonia a lot, I think just being in the north, and I think that's where we recognized her from. So she basically said that the team left Watsonia a few years ago and joined Banyul. So they took a whole team there. 
Um, and then we just kind of had a giggle and said politics. And that was all that was spoken about. <laughs> yeah, they were a nice team. They were a nice yeah, team. They were a nice team. That yeah. Michelle chick remembered me. She was talking to me on the field. Rocket, get off me. <laughs> My mate Michelle. And Rocket, you didn't crack it this game. I guess, you know, this is your opportunity to come on the pod and redeem yourself because we've had a go at you over the last few weeks. Yeah, I was good this game. I didn't yell at the ref. Maybe on the sidelines I yell, but I'm trying really hard not to be psycho (laughs) and yell at the ref. I think I've got better the last two weeks. Yeah, you didn't you didn't do any dirty tackles? Uh, no, I don't think I did any today. No yeah, dirty tackles, no that. tackles from behind. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, I don't think, and it is not the position of this podcast, that Rocket has ever been a psycho. It's just that <laughs> she's maybe a little bit exuberant at times, and that's fine. It's passion, you know. It's passion. Yeah, she cares. And she's not afraid to ask the question. Hot-headed. I like to um, figure out the refs before each game to see how far I can push them and I'll know which refs I can push and how far to go before I shut up. Yeah, we knew this ref, didn't we? we he's, he's refereed our games before. Yes. I feel like he called some more handballs this game than he has previously. One against you, Rocket. Yeah. Complete obvious handball. <laughs> Everyone was screaming at me from the sideline, keep playing, play the whistle. And I did hear the whistle had already gone and it was a clear handball. And you kept playing. <laughs> no, no, I stopped. Oh, you I stopped. stopped. Okay. I played for about a second after and then <laughs> sometimes um it's funny, like just as a goalkeeper in the heat of the moment in a game, um, someone will, will, will commit a foul or, or, you know, a handball or something and, you know, they'll jump up because they don't know, like they're just playing the game, right? They're like, what? Like that wasn't a foul. And I'm like, God, like you you tripped them. <laughs> like, <laughs> And because like as a goalkeeper, I can often see these things really clearly. And so it's really, it's very funny to me. And um yeah, it's 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 funny that that time you you understood that it was a clear handball because I think sometimes not for any like reason people just are just playing the game and they don't feel it or you know they're just focused on something yeah. else and um, they get really mad and it, sometimes it takes a teammate to sort of be like yeah like <laughs> you did the thing. I always know when I foul, but yeah. I plead innocence. What? what? <laughs> It wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> I think there was another handball down our defensive end that we, and they were going, foul, handball, handball, penalty, and he ended up paying it against them. And I think it was actually one of our players that had done a handball. And I just, they, they went on for ages about it. And I'm like, you know what, guys, you're already like five or six goals up. Like it doesn't, it actually doesn't matter, you know. But I think they were, I do actually think they were right. I think one of our players had handball. Anyway. Yes, it was our handball first and then it did yep. handball. Number, uh, was it uh, you, Rocket? No, no, it wasn't no. me. But it did yep. handball. I don't yep. know who it was, but one of our It was on players, the left. It was the left full back, whoever that was. And 
Yeah, and then it did are. hit their player. Yeah, yeah. That person player. will know who it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't say anything. <laughs> Do we have, look, obviously 7-0 loss, big loss, but was there anyone that stood out for us? Do we have any any player of the match? Yeah, we're going with Cookie this week. So Cookie's come back from a calf injury and was only meant to play 15 minutes a half, but somehow played the whole first half and then some of the second um, because she was doing so well. I believe her calf is okay. She's pulled up, or she said yesterday she pulled up okay. I hope she's feeling all right today. Um, But she had a marvellous game and she played in central defence and did a fantastic job. Um, It was very reassuring to have her next to me. And saved my yeah, butt I, a lot of times. <laughs> I agree. Um, Cookie was player of the match and she really worked well with Dutchie. Dutchie was in the back sweeping and Cookie was there on the ball, stopping the ball. She did a few great stops. So, Yep. It was just a good game. Like, yeah, we all came off just like laughing and having a good time. And it was kind of nice because I think the last few weeks, the losses that we've had have been a little bit deflating. But I don't know what was different. I think we all just kind of grouped together really well and had a lot of fun out there, which was nice. That's nice. And that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Speaking of having fun in adversity, uh, the State Twos also played on Sunday. We played away at Brunswick, at Sumner Park, which is a lovely little ground uh, near Mary Creek. Um, Well, lovely until you stop onto it and then it's a bog. But we unfortunately lost 2-0, but it was fun. We we had a fun time. Um, How do I describe this game? I think we, you know, again, as I've said, every week for the last six weeks. And I think I need to stop saying it because it's now just the way that we operate, but um, short on numbers, (laughs) Um, short on numbers. We, you know, the people that we had on the bench were like, you know, Milo who was only able to play limited minutes, our captain returning from COVID. Uh, T only able to play limited minutes, still nursing an Achilles injury, which has been like a bitch. we had Danny leave at halftime. We had Alex arrive from the State 3 game, who we haven't spoken a lot about, Alex, but in, in our defence, I think that's because she was away. She was overseas in, in Scandinavia looking at northern lights and, and ice and snow and so forth um, based on... Yeah, she went to Iceland. On, yeah, Iceland. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Scandinavia somewhere. It was a land of ice. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yep. Iceland. Yep. yep. First yeah. trip to Europe, she went to Iceland. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. The photos look great. Uh, but, yes, that's why Alex hasn't been mentioned before, but Alex is State 3 slash State 2 player and came and More State out. 3. Yes. She's yes. more State 3, Taryn, just yes. putting well, that out there for anyone that listens to the podcast. <laughs> We're not letting her go. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, she came, I think, with about 30 minutes in the first half. Um, which was lucky because uh, then we lost Grace for the game. So it was very like, you know, look, as every single game, we are short on numbers. Um, They had a full bench because uh, we have since learned that 
uh, Brunswick unfortunately had a team full. They had their state three team full. So I'm assuming that they had such a full bench because a lot of those state three players would have gone up to state two and then some of the state three players would have gone down to state five. So condolences. They were subbing like five players at a time. Yes, it was like, yeah, yeah, they were. And it was very um, upsetting for us with like no subs. Like, you know, um, Paul said before the game we were playing with 11 and a half um, and that half was made up of about three different people. So <laughs> it was just kind of oh, um, a situation, but that's fine. I should start help, I, sh- I should stop hopping on about it because it's literally every single game um, that this, this is occurring. Uh, but it was it was difficult. I think we, we started off playing our way and it's a, it's a tiny, pokey little pitch and it has been raining, and because the pitch quality isn't great, it, it was a bog, and it made it really hard to play our way. Uh, we sort of, we got, we got into it with about, like after about 15 minutes, we sort of learned to play, but unfortunately by that time they had already scored. It was a shot from outside the box. Uh, one of the players got in a bit of space, hit the crossbar, rebounded, I mean, like, I don't know. I've, I don't know if I say I don't know if I can claim the save. I got a, there was a hand involved at some point, but I don't know if my hand was involved after or before it hit the crossbar. I, I, I want to say before, but I don't think that was the case. Either way, I was on the ground um, and their player was on the ball. And that was an unhelpful position for me to be in because she was able to tap it in. Uh, and they scored. And that was 1-0 in the first half. And we we went into half time. It was it was funny because we we were playing. It's hard to describe. It, it's a really difficult game to like pin down like where we've gone wrong because from in our half we were excellent. We played the ball out really well. We sort of played the ball through midfield really well, but we didn't really create too much. I think credit has to go to their defence as well. Probably the best opportunity that we had in that game was um, Candles playing at right wing back, was making a run at the far post and almost got a shot off and it would have been a very similar goal to the goal that Peter scored last week. Uh, but their defender somehow, like, bounded across the field and blocked the shot, which was an incredible effort. Um, and then second half was like the same thing. Like we just we were playing fine, but just weren't really like we didn't really have that kind of opportunity that that was that was clear cut. Um, they were really good and compact in defense. I think a lot of their best players were in defense, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of it just nothing really went right, uh, and, and sometimes that happens. Um, their second goal though. Oh my god, their second goal. Now, I think both of you guys were here for this. So you can mm-hmm. you can vouch for it. You'd, you'd come over from the from the State Street game to watch us. And I swear to God, this is the best goal I've ever conceded. <laughs> oh my god. So they, they made a run down their right hand side, crossed it into the box. Now, she had a player right on her as well. It wasn't like she was unmarked. I think it was Anne was like right on her back. She's volleyed it first time on the edge of the area into the bottom left-hand corner of the net like unbelievable like I don't I don't know like that goal like I just 
I just started laughing and Kendall said to me after the game, she saw me laughing and was like, uh, is this like a weird pooping mechanism? <laughs> I, was just like, I was just like, you don't see better than that. Like, no. Uh, what the heck? What on earth? Like, yeah. And they were, they were so excited. They were yeah. so excited. And I had actually just arrived at that moment. I'm like, is this their first goal for the game? Why are they so excited? And then I think they're actually just really excited because it was such a great goal. Because it was yeah, the best the goal. Round. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was, yeah. Very excited. <laughs> like, why can't we score volleys from the edge of the area like that? Guys, get, get. I'm sure we can. We will. We oh. will. I don't know. I don't know if it's a fluke or what it was, but it was it was just the degree of difficulty on that. Like I cannot even begin to explain. Like it, it unbelievable. Um so that was like annoying. Uh but then there, there was a bit of late controversy in this one and mm-hmm. a bit of look, I don't want to say spice. It wasn't it wasn't that spicy. It was a very good natured. No, it was pretty good. Like a, it a, was a, a lovely group of people, but <laughs> it was exciting. Let's, let's say there was a bit of spice. Um, now, a few weeks ago on this podcast, we talked about dogzo and what dogzo means. Now, for those who do listen to the podcast, you will remember that dogzo means denial of obvious goal scoring opportunity. And when a foul is committed and you are the last player and you deny an obvious goal scoring opportunity, you get an automatic red card. Unfortunately for Brunswick, uh, their goalkeeper did this. <laughs> uh, with about 10 minutes to go in the game, she came rushing out to um, close down a, a ball. L was chasing through. And she handballed the ball outside of the penalty area. Because it was a one-on-one with L, it was Dogzo, and she got a straight red, and they were down to 10. I think a lot of, particularly their spectators, they, they, their bench didn't seem to kick up much of a stink. Like, I think their bench knew the rule, but the, uh, the spectators didn't. <laughs> they, were, they were very upset. Um, <laughs> they were, but, like, in a funny way. Like, they were, like going off um you know uh there was a there was a group of there was a group of them with with a few beers i think and they were going mental what referee what was that um i think we were all just trying to work out what had happened yeah i think there was a bit and then we're like oh yeah that's a red card oh and then everything started falling into place you'll realize what actually happened yeah but so, like, because my instinct was, like, to go, ref, it's a red card, because I knew straight away, I'm like, that's dogs, that's a red card. But then I kind of felt bad, and then I was like, oh, like, I don't know, like, at this level, sometimes they're not given. Like, you often see referees not give fouls at all in that situation because they don't want to give the red card because it's, you know, because it's state two and you don't want to, you know, it's it's a, I think it's an automatic one-match suspension, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like she's taken someone out of the knees. Like, she's just, although she did, Heard L, more on that later. Um, but it's, you know, she's handballed it outside the box. <laughs> and, you know, you get a suspension and a fine and a, it's a whole thing. So, um, yeah, pretty wild that that happened. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I watched her come off when she got the red card and she was insisting to her teammates that she didn't handball. She said she got it got her on the shoulder. She was like, I don't know why. I didn't get, I didn't handle uh, it. Oh, it was pretty obvious. Saying, she was, it was saying pretty obvious. it was off my shoulder. Oh, well, I don't believe my sympathies for her have gone she down. She didn't, um, obviously, she must have known because she wasn't, like, angry about it. 
she was like, well, she got a red card. I'm off. Yeah, she must have known the rule. Sometimes, sometimes people don't. Uh, sometimes people don't, but she must have known the rule um, because there wasn't like the, the team themselves didn't kick up much of a stink. I think they they knew well if he's given the foul, it's got to be a red. Um, but their their substitute goalkeeper did fine. And it, like she wasn't a goalkeeper, but she was obviously like very athletic and still managed to catch the ball. And even against ten, we just oh my god, we still couldn't create an opportunity. It was like the most frustrating thing on earth. Um, we got close. We got close. Like, yeah, kind of. Kind you know, of. It was up there, and we're all like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if if I was like analyzing an A League women's game or a Matilda's game, and they weren't able to create chances, I would be like, "This is terrible. This is coaching. Where's the creativity in midfield?" Blah blah blah. But like, whatever. It's us, and like, it's just, just like, whatever. Like, no one is Mary Fowler. Like, occasionally we just don't create a chance. Okay, like, let it be. Um, like, and some and someone was someone was potentially injured. Yes, yes. So uh, that did happen as well. So L we thought at one stage may have broken her wrist in that collision with the goalkeeper. There was a very significant bruise. She couldn't feel her fingers. Um, it's okay. We've received word that there is no break uh, after what must have been a fairly lengthy night at hospital given the, the delays at the moment. Um, but she's fine, so whatever. You're fine, Elle. Get over it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's back next week. She I'm better kidding. be back next week. <laughs> you better be back or you're dead to me. Um, no. <laughs> Best wishes to Elle. Uh, we hope that you get better soon. Um, now, Probably the funniest moment of the match happens with maybe about a minute to go, and I want I want one of you guys to, to talk us through it. Rocket, how about you talk us through it? This involves our captain Milo on her first game back after COVID. <laughs> what did she do? So Taryn Taryn had a little run in with someone and lost her shin pad, but she could, didn't have a chance to pick it up, so she was running back to the goal line and then Milo comes along and she's like what's that on the ground and she looked at it and she picked it up and then she just threw it the other way (laughs) on the sideline I was yelling to her Milo Milo that's Taryn's it's Taryn's pad she couldn't hear me she just wanted it off the field she just wanted it out of her way it's a bit of rubbish did, some, did you tell her, Taryn? Like, what made, it, what made it funnier was that it just went straight up in the air. Like, it's not like it even <laughs> went anywhere. Like, she was like, get it away from me. And just, like, threw it up in the air. Like, Milo, you're never going to make a cricketer. Like, what was that throw? <laughs> and then she... <laughs> and then, I, like, I can't... There must have been a stoppage in play because I ran over. I was like, Milo, it's mine. And she like what and everyone had seen it happen everyone on the sidelines like I could hear the laughter (laughs) what like this is the thing and and, like I can understand it's like the last minute of the game you're just like what is this foreign object I just need it away from me but like it's a shin pad on a soccer field it belongs to someone on the soccer field (laughs) why would you just throw it away (laughs) (laughs) 
It was in her way and she needed to get rid of it and she just threw it, is what she said. Oh, my God. I don't know, Milo. I don't, um, just give me my shin pad back, all right, next time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was, look, it was disappointing to lose, but um, it was a game in good spirits. Everyone had fun. Uh, yeah, I, it's one of those, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't put my finger on what really happened. It just it just didn't happen for us. Um Again, if uh, if Mary Fowler or any other creative midfielder would love to play for the Jets in State Two, you are welcome. But <laughs> a guest appearance is that a guest appearance um, under yeah, a fake name? Bit of a Kyra you know, Cross, you're more than welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, Alex Chidiak, come on down. <laughs> we, we might have won. Um, <laughs> But that's fine. It is what it is. Um, Player of the match, I uh, went with Alana because Lance is one of our centre-backs and she never, ever lets us down. She is very good, both defensively and also, like, with the ball, which I think was we played really well out from the back and up to halfway. So Lance was a big part of that. So we'll give it to her. Lance, does she always play central defence? Yes. Is that her main yeah. position? Yeah. 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 So Very uh, we've been playing three at the back the last few weeks. So this week it was Kirsten, Lance, and Heather. Normally, Loz would be there. Kirsten would be in midfield, um, which I think I think was part of the problem. Everyone was sort of pushed back because of the lack. Not that I'm blaming Loz. Loz is all your fault. But I think that we had, like, turning on my, like, tactical brain, I think everyone was, like, pushed back a little bit further. So Kirsten was, like, we were missing her ability to, like, switch the ball really well. And then I think Maria was playing DM and not at a 10. And then everything was just, like, pushed back a bit, which I think just made it a little bit harder to, like, score. That's fine. I'm moving my arms around so much while explaining this. <laughs> Zoom is like blurring my face. <laughs> um, anyway, that's fine. Uh, good job, Brunswick. You guys were fun and we like you. And it's a welcome change from Mill Park. Okay. A very welcome change from Mill Park. Where are we all on the ladder? Have we, have oh, we done a God. check? I don't want to check. I don't want to know. It'll depress me now. Yeah, I think in the state threes where, well, we're eighth, but Brunswick Zebras are still listed as tenth, but they've got zero points. So I don't know if that means we can't finish last because they do. I don't know. But we're eighth at the moment. So Swinburne are under us. We're sixth in state two. Um, yep. The Mill Park v Ashburton game either hasn't happened or hasn't been listed yet, and they're fourth and fifth in front of us. So, okay. I hope Ashburton win, even though I hate Ashburton, I hate Mill Park more. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Ashburton's yep. players. That's a difference. Um, okay, let's move on from all of that. Let's move on to our first segment of this week, which is the quiz question segment. Uh, I don't have a tally this week because I forgot to do a run sheet. Not that I forgot. I was busy, but I didn't do a run sheet. So we don't have a tally. Uh, but 
you know, that's that's fine. Let's just let's just wing it. It's all good. I'm pretty sure I'm winning. That's just yeah, I'm winning. It's all good. All right. I'm gonna go first with my question because I'm excited for my question. So the state two game saw a player sent off for dog zone, as we explained. Which A-League women's goalkeeper had the same thing happen for a handball outside of the box in the semi-final this season? <laughs> I've got no idea. Where's Izzy when I need her? Izzy would know <laughs> this, wouldn't she? I missed the question. Can you repeat the question? I can please? repeat the question. So which A-League women's goalkeeper had the same kind of red card for a handball outside the box happened to her in the semi-final this season. I'll give you a hint, Melbourne City. I was going to say Melbourne City, but I don't know the name of the keeper. Mm. It's not Babs. Who does she play for? <laughs> Babs. Bubs. Barbieri. Bubs. Whatever her name is. <laughs> Rocket, do you have a guess? No, no idea. Right. I'll give it to Dutchie. It was Melissa Barbieri. Was it? Semi-final versus Melbourne Victory. (gasps) Yes, yes. Oh, my God. She's the only goalkeeper I know, which is really (laughs) embarrassing. I will, I do need to up my game on women's football. I know this. So she was sent off a red card in the semi-final, the dying minutes of uh, the semi-final for a handball outside the box. It was Dobzo and she got a straight red. There you go. Happens to the best of us. Brunswick goalkeeper, if you're listening, happens to the best of us. (laughs) Dutchie, what is your question for us today? Okay, well, next week the State 2 team is playing Melbourne University. Now, Melbourne University this season are celebrating 75 years of football. Okay. Now the women's team hasn't been there for 75 years, but the women's team is also celebrating a big milestone this year. How many years have they been around at Melbourne University for? 25. Rocket. The men have been 75 years, right? That's right. Yep. 30 years? 40. Ooh. 40 years of women's football at Melbourne Uni. Good job, Melbourne Uni. Famously progressive institution. I know. Should have gone higher, uh, Taryn. <laughs> anyway, that's one for the guests, I guess. Rocket wins. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Speaking of winning, Rocket, what's your question? Mine is not really related to our teams, but um, as you know, I'm from the country and Morwell Falcons were the only regional Victorian club in the National Soccer League back in the day. When oh, it was good the question. What year did they enter the National Soccer League? And I'll give you a hint. It was in the 90s. Oh. Well, when did the NSL wrap up? I think like 97 or something, 98. I don't know. I wasn't really alive. But um, <laughs> were you alive? Oh I, I was alive in 96. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was right. a baby. I reckon it was the late 90s that it folded, didn't it? 
Yeah, so when did it begin? I'm going to go with 91. I'll go with 94. Oh, no. Nah. It, it was 93. That was uh, the first does that mean I get that one? Because I'm closer. You get it. You get it. Yes. Good. That was a great question. Do you know when the NSL folded, Rocky? No. I just followed the soccer groupie back in the 90s and (laughs) I just loved the NSL. Like I used to go every weekend that it was at home and I would go to the Melbourne away games. But, yeah, I loved early groupies, you know, early... 90s soccer groupie. Amazing. And were there any, who who were your best players in your team, apart from Archie Thompson? Oh, so like through the, you know, remember John Markovsky? He played for Morwell Falcons. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were a few players that, uh, um, Eugene Galekovic, the keeper, he played for Gippsland because they changed from Morwell to Gippsland like after a few years. Okay. Um, but, yeah, right. we had some, some not, I guess I know them through the A-League players, but now they're all getting old. So yeah, they might not be in the A-League anymore. They might be playing, you know, the lower, maybe NPL. And, yeah. Yeah, nice. Quick very, very, very brief history lesson because I know there's a lot of people listening that have like zero clue about any of this. The NSL was the precursor to the A-League. So the A-League began in 2005, I want to say, uh, in the lead up to the 2006 World Cup when Australia made it for the first time in decades. Um, and it folded in the end. Uh, there was a lot of, I mean, not the time and place to go into it, but there was, the, you know, the old clubs, South Melbournes, you know, you're, you're more wells, but you're, you know, uh, you're, uh, clubs connected to different nationalities were very big in the NSL, and that's what the A-League attempted to stop from happening. But all of those clubs, not all of them, but most of them still exist in the NPL, which is the state leagues, today. So there you go. Fun, fun Australian history facts. Although I don't know the year that the NSL folded off the top of my head. It was like early 2000s yeah, or late 90s. Folded 2004. Oh, that, well, the year before the A-League. Okay, well, that makes sense. In my head as a child, so this is how, like, little football education I had as a child. There was no national competition before the A-League. And it was only as an adult, now that I'm, like, so into the game, that I even knew the NSL existed. It's, like, such an Anglo thing to not even know. (laughs) I remember, I remember the nsl i didn't follow it but i remember just in the news there was always stuff going on like flares going off and riots and different things like that is what i remember about it well that's fun yeah oh yeah it's more fun than what it is now i'm sure (laughs) oh there's still flares there's still flares does you just gotta know let it go Not at Yarra Jet says not. Not at the Yarra. Oh, we need to get flares. We need to get flares. <laughs> last game of the season. Last game of the season. We'll get, I'll get a red flare. Rip a flare at the end. Isn't no, that illegal? Probably. There'd be a lot of evidence from the pod <laughs> to say that this was planned and we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> nothing, there's nothing wrong. This is football heritage. I'm channeling my Jose Mourinho. 
for the Arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to the food segment now. Stay three is played at home. We know about the food at home. Well, hey, Ooh. I rocked up. So the interesting thing was our game was at 1.15, which we don't normally play this early. We normally play at three in the afternoon. But we played before the under-18s match, which was very unusual. And I walked in and there was a sausage sizzle. They were selling sausages in bread. It smelt amazing. And I'm like, this is great. We've got food. But I couldn't buy one because I was about to take the pitch. But there was food at the ground. Just as a comment. They had their mini outdoor canteen. That's what they call it. They have other things. I'm not sure. I didn't really see what else they had, but... They have like an outdoor canteen. Hmm. Anyway, not as good as what Brunswick Zebras had. Yeah, talk us through what Brunswick Zebras had because I was, you know, playing, but you were eating. So explain. Well, Rocket, you might not, you might know more. I just got told. I didn't actually go up and check it out because that's where all their supporters were sitting. And I think, Rocket, you said you went up there to have a look and everyone was staring at you because you weren't one of them. Yes, All I, I got told is that they have craft beer on tap, which makes me very jealous. They had Stomping Ground on tap. Now, they're sponsored by Stomping Ground, as I saw on their shirts, on their kit. I don't believe they had any hot food, though, Rocket. Is that your recollection? Oh, I did not even see the canteen oh, when I went okay. there. Sorry. Yeah, I, I yeah. Didn't- yeah, there was no hot food. I can confirm there was no hot food, but there was beer on tap, which I didn't look, to be honest, it would have been good if they had some hot chips because we'd just come from the other game. It was freezing and I would have loved some hot chips on the sideline, but it didn't matter. I guess we survived and there were people eating twisties. So I'm assuming they bought the twisties from the from the tuck shop. Um, but that's when I got told that they do have stomping ground on tap, which made me very jealous. And I actually want some type of craft beer on tap at the jetties and i've talked to a few people about it and we're going to try and make it happen so watch this space i don't know how we make it happen who we have to ask but we want to make it happen we did have that conversation uh one of the best things about the jetties of course it goes without saying is is the people at the club and the social connections that we make and uh after the game monday we we did make it to a pub and uh, at that pub, all of the problems of the world were solved, including nicknames for various people. Uh, Nitro uh, was was one of the nicknames I think we decided on. Um, they'll get a they'll get a run at the next uh, training session. <laughs> so if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> um, Nitro. And one of the one of the problems that we solved at the pub was getting craft beer to the jetties. So we're getting there. I think we're getting there. We've put we've put Heather in charge, haven't we? That's who we decided. We have put Heather in charge. We've also put Heather in charge of uh, telling other teams about the podcast, which we haven't been uh, doing, good, yeah. which we should do. No. Yep. So that's Heather's job. So if you see a, a small Californian woman come into your change room, it's probably Heather. <laughs> 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 Heather's good with words. She's good at writing things and proposals and that kind of thing. So she's going to approach some of the local breweries to see. You would if hope can, so. Uh, like she's a journalist. You would hope she's good yeah. with words. 
yeah so we, we've given her the task and all we want we just apparently you don't need a tap you just need a keg so she's in charge of that good stuff thank you Heather yeah all right moving on uh we'll go to our moments of the week Rocco we'll start with you what was your moment of the week well, I was going to say my moment of the week because I'm a Carlton supporter and we played Essendon this week. Oh, Rocket. And Unacceptable. Essendon's 150th birthday celebrations. But, so rude. So my my moment of the week has to be Milo throwing the shin pad. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just it was so funny. She just picked it up, picked at it and then threw it. <laughs> It's like this is a piece of rubbish. Get it off the pitch. What is this? <laughs> so Milo's my shin pad moment of the week. Incredible, incredible. Dutchy. Uh, my moment of the week goes to Aggie. So Aggie, I think we've mentioned on the podcast a few times. She's the player that Taryn thought was Dutch, but she's actually French. <laughs> <laughs> so Aggie um, obviously played in our game yesterday and she's one of our wingers. So we rely on Aggie just to take the ball up the field. She's very quick. Give it to Aggie and she'll take it up. We'll see what she can do. Now, obviously, the game yesterday, we were getting beaten and the team were playing, obviously, ex-VPL, NPL players, however many there were. They just had all these skills that they were ripping out. Anyway, so it's in the second half and someone kicks the ball to Aggie and she does this amazing back kick. Like, (laughs) it was so above the skill level of our team and Aggie's just pulled it off like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this right now and does this fancy back kick, who, like, pulls it off and then someone comes and, you know, kicks it away. Or So then one of our other players comes and, you know, makes the pass and does something amazing with it as well. But we were just, like, in the tension of the game, Aggie's just so confident to pull out this little back kick. And it just, I was just really happy and thinking she was great. She did say to me after the game, she's like, oh, Dutchie, I did it because I couldn't control it off my chest. And that's my way of controlling it. And I'm like, well, if you just keep doing that every game, we're not going to look like we're in state three. We're going to look like we're VPL players. So keep doing it. Well done, Aggie. Loved it. Loved it. What a smart ass. Loved it. (laughs) that's fantastic um my moment of the week now I was going to say about the shin pad as well but (laughs) rocket did manage to say that um so I don't know uh I've, I've had a few football moments happen in the past week I mean I think I wanted to think back to training because I often have like really like short termism and I often like don't think back to trainings because I'm so just like focused on what happened in the last 24 hours um, because that's the kind of person that I am. But I did on Tuesday night, we had a shooting drill and I love shooting drills because I am a goalkeeper and I got to do half an hour of 1v1s being a goalkeeper, and it's my favourite thing in the world. So in the absence of being able to talk about the uh, the shin guard, I will talk about that because that was fun. Also, like, coaching my kids every week is a highlight, but I can't just say that every week. I mean, it loses its wholesomeness. It just gets repetitive and boring. So, you know. All right, moving on 
next week we have one game. Now, the reason why we have one game is because we would have had two, but as we mentioned before, the Brunswick Zebras State 3 team has actually dropped out of the competition, uh, unable to field teams anymore, which is very sad for them, and we don't like to see that. Uh, so that means that our State 3 team will be having a bye but it means that we'll probably have a full bench for State 2. Come on! <laughs> Against Melbourne Uni at home, 3 p.m., Sunday, 19th of June. Dutchie, what can you tell us about Melbourne Uni? Well, Melbourne Uni. So they're currently seventh on the ladder and they've had three wins, one draw and four losses. They've got a goal difference of three. Uh, their notable wins or their wins, they've beaten Berwick on the weekend, 4-0, so yesterday. Um, they've also beaten by, uh, Bayside and Ashburton during the season. Um, but they are below us on the ladder. And so I think we're hoping we will win. I think, Taryn, you've got connections with Melbourne Uni, so you probably know a little bit more. Melbourne Uni are a big club. You know, they've got VPL team, reserves, State 2, State 3, and then I think they've got two State 5 teams this year. They've got a lot of players. Uh, they've got a great women's program. Their whole program actually is just great on mm -hmm. every level. Um, they just do things really well. When I tried to find, you know, I actually went onto their website, went onto their socials just to try and find out something about the State 2 team. There seem to be lots about every other team, nothing about the State 2. I don't know who their coach is. I don't know kind of players. There were a few results that were posted, but a lot of it was about the VPL. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it was about the VPL. And then, like, at the start of the season, they were announcing State 5 coaches, but I couldn't find anything about the State 2. So I don't know, Taryn, if you know a bit more about them. Um, they're, they're well, not, like, we, we should beat them. Is that what we're expecting? Well, yeah. I mean, we said that about Brunswick, though. I mean, yeah, they're not no. going to be easy. I, I don't think any team yeah. in this competition is easy, um, except maybe for Berwick, but. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, who, who they beat on the weekend? Okay. Yeah, they, they're not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough game. Um, yeah, I, I know more like generally about the club. Uh, one of my colleagues is actually on the board for Melbourne Uni, and was a, like he was a goalkeeper for them for like twenty or thirty years. Um, and then I've got another mate who plays State Three for them. So hopefully, and we're hoping, and there's no guarantees of this, but uh, using those connections, we do hope to have our first non Yarra Jets guest next week uh, hopefully someone from melbourne uni can can join us and be on the podcast so that'd be really exciting if that did happen um no they're a good club they're, just, they're a good club they do things right they do things well their vpl team um one thing about melbourne uni is that they're, they're proudly amateur um so their vpl team like they before the vpl when it was just state one they had an incredibly strong state one team um now right. and so they don't they don't pay any of their players which no, is different no. to a lot of the other clubs okay correct yes uh yeah. and it has been causing them some issues at bpl level because uh pretty much every other club i know eltham didn't when i was there but that might have changed uh pretty much every other club pays so um yeah they run a, a an admirable mission there and they're, they're a very inclusive club um did a lot for Idaho Hobbit Day and, um, yeah, you know, their men's as well uh, got really involved in that. So good for them. And I think they're celebrating Pride Month. Like it's not yes. just a the day. They they celebrate the whole month, which is great. You know, yeah. they're, they're inclusive on so many levels. You can just see it over their website. It's fantastic. Really good. 
and hopefully we beat the F out of them. Yeah. I care about how inclusive you are. I want to win. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they will have a full bench. Yeah, we'll have a full bench. Yeah. It'll be great. I'm pretty sure they also have beer on tap there from oh, memory. Seems. Not that we're playing. Oh, we're playing at home, though. We won't be able to have their beer on tap. But, yeah, their 40th year anniversary is sponsored by Co-Conspirators Brewery in Brunswick. So they've got connections. We can do this too. Well, I hope everyone turns up uh, because there's no say three games. So everyone at the club should be there, should be, should be watching. Some, some of us might be going away for the weekend because finally we don't have a game. All right, Dutchie. <laughs> but not <of> everyone. You... <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy. I'm sure well, there'll that... be lots of people at the game. Yes. Yeah, it'll be a good day out. On that note, we will leave you there and begin to wrap up. You can find us on Twitter at Yara Jets Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Taranito. You can find Dutchie on Twitter at Fiona Holland Rocket. Can we find you anywhere on the internet? Um, on Insta, pc.rocket. Oh, you're the first <laughs> one that's given up your socials. Come on. Yes, everybody follow Rocket. Hey, all right. <laughs> follow the podcast on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Dutchie on Twitter. And follow Rocket on Instagram. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Rocket on Instagram if you want to see a lot about Pearl Jam. Yeah, follow me for plenty of Pearl Jam content. <laughs> Incredible. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on the RSS feed. Um, we, we should have updated banner art. I could, someone sent me things, and I can't remember who it was, but then I got completely wrapped up in my own life and have forgotten to do anything about it but it was really good so I think that we will change our banner art at some point in the next wasn't week. it Sam was it yes Sam? it was Sam yeah okay right that was the one that you showed me yes, yes it was the one that I showed you yeah Sam thank you yeah. very much we will probably change it to one of those in the next week so keep an, keep an eye out for that keep an ear out for that uh and that's all I've been your host, Taryn. I've been joined by Fiona Dutchie Holland and Rocket. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good week, everyone. See ya. Woo! <laughs>